Salam, salam from the Windy City. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 23rd of June, 2022. Here's a quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. The ethnic nationalism in some regions of Ethiopia is very concerning. On Saturday the 18th, tragedy struck in the western Walega zone of the Oromia region when the Oromo Liberation Army, or OLA, killed hundreds of Amharas, the second largest ethnic group in the country after the Oromos. The federal government had already said that it views the OLA as a terrorist organization. Residents said that they reported to law enforcement officials that they were in danger. However, the police were of no use as the OLA launched an attack and killed more than 200 people. Besides eyewitnesses, the federal government also held the OLA responsible for the attacks. However, the army said that they did not take part in the attack and that the local militia was the one that killed the people. Still, some people find that hard to believe, since the OLA is known for having committed this kind of mass killings. Speaking of attacks, remember that last week we told you about an attack that took place in the Gambela region. The region's communication office director, Agutu Adiyang, issued a press release where he said that the situation was under control and that even though some of the members of the rebel groups attempted to attack again, government forces cut them short. However, things didn't end there as some videos of the region's government forces brutally killing an innocent person emerged. Members of the region's military force wrongly thought a man was a rebel hiding among the city's residents, so they tied him up and shot him multiple times. The communications office director did not make any comments on the situation. The Ethiopian Human Rights Commission, or EHRC, said that it is closely looking into these attacks on civilians. The commission's head, Dr. Daniel Bekele, urged the government to take preventative measures, protect civilians from extrajudicial killings, and find a long-term solution to the problem. But these attacks weren't the only thing the EHRC had to worry about. The British news outlet Routers reported that thousands of Tigrayans have been detained for months but were never brought to court. 9,000 Tigrayans are currently detained and 17 have tragically died because of the dire handling of prisoners. Most of the places where they're detained are small and congested since these sites were not supposed to be used as jails. They were built for other purposes. These prisoners had been arrested because they were suspected of helping the Tigray People's Liberation Front, the TPLF, which has been at war with the government for more than a year. Most of the detainees were arrested without any evidence that suggested they were helping the TPLF and simply because of their Tigrayan ethnic origin. Speaking of the war, last week we told you that there were hopes for a negotiation. Foreign countries are looking for a positive outcome, but they're still wary of normalizing relationships with the Ethiopian government. For instance, the EU Council of Foreign Affairs had a meeting on Monday the 20th and talked about the EU's relations with Ethiopia. The High Representative of the EU for Foreign Affairs and Security Policy, Joseph Borrell, said that there is process regarding the war in northern Ethiopia, but added that it is not enough to normalize relations. He said that basic services as well as fuel and fertilizers must be made available. Now, a few weeks ago, we told you about Brigadier General Tefera Momo's abduction and the arrest of several YouTubers and journalists. Last week, Tefra, YouTuber Miyazo Mohamed, and journalist Yasu Shimlis and, and activist Meskarima Bera were released on bail. However, journalist Tamesajan Dasilan is still waiting for his hearing, which will be on Wednesday, the 29th of June. Now, the Ministry of Women and Social Affairs said that it is actively working to have sports betting banned. 
The ministry said that sports betting is affecting the youth's character development and is causing socioeconomic crises. The ministry had conducted several researches before concluding that it poses dangerous risks. Now, the Ministry of Trade and Regional Integration and the National Lottery Administration are the government bodies that grant licenses to sports betting companies. Now, the Central Committee of the National Movement of Amhara has refused to accept the resignation of higher officials. The party's chairman, Dr. Beltimola, suggested replacing the higher officials, including the chairman himself. The party's public relations officer, Tahir Mohammed, said that the party will talk about this over again in the next meeting, which will be held on the 25th of July. The party also issued a statement denouncing the attack on Amharans and calling for a transition to a better system that will stop these ethnicity-based attacks. The party blamed the government for its lack of willingness to protect the victims. Ambassador Dina Mufti, a spokesperson for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, has been appointed to another post. He's the new Public Diplomacy Director General, the new spokesperson for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and is former Ethiopian ambassador to Kenya, Melazalem. But these two aren't the only ones that have changed offices. The National Education Assessment and Examination Authority has also appointed a new director. Dr. Eshtu Kabete has replaced the former director, Dr. Dilamo Otore, who's been appointed as the new head of the Education Bureau of the Southern Region. The Addis Ababa Chamber of Commerce and Sectoral Associations has revealed that the shortage of foreign currency has become a problem for many businesses. The chamber's president, Mesenbet Shakute said that the shortage of foreign currency has especially hurt businesses in the construction, service, and import and export sectors. The O'Hara Electrical Utility has revealed that there was a blackout in many cities of the region, including Desi and Woldia. The blackout happened because towers that transmit 66 kilovolts of electricity have fallen down due to strong winds. What's worse is that parts of these towers are getting stolen. The Amhara Electric Utility has urged law enforcement and the community to help stop these thefts. The Amhara Bank is officially open for business. The bank was inaugurated on Saturday, the 18th of June, in the presence of top government officials, including the National Bank's governor, Dr. Yinagir Desi, the spokesperson for the House of Federation, Agnahu Teshigar, the Amhara region's president, Dr. Yilakal Gafele, and the bank is a share company with over 150,000 shareholders. It currently has around 70 branches. At the inauguration, the National Bank's governor, Dr. Yinagar Desi, said that the bank must prepare itself to compete with foreign banks and that will be allowed to enter the country's market in the near future. Last week, on Thursday the 16th, Ethiopian athletes came out victorious at the Diamond League held in Norway's capital. In the women's 5,000 meters, the Ethiopian brought home the gold, the silver, and the bronze medal. It was more of the same for the men's 5,000 meters, as three Ethiopian athletes also came in first, second, and third. A few days later, on Sunday the 19th, in the Diamond League's competitions that took place in Paris, Ethiopia won again as Olympia gold medalist Solomon Borega came in first in the men's 5,000 meters. That's it for this week. But before we leave, we want to ask you something. Would you like to have a section in these updates about the best Ethiopian books or Ethiopia's best music? Let us know at ethiopia at rorschach.com. Ciao.